Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wow. Hello and welcome to the Abroad in Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and we're joined, as always, by top London radio DJ and certified Japanophile, Mr. Pete Donaldson. Pete, how you doing? Am I a sidekick or am I a co-host, Chris? You're you... the host, am I a sidekick? You're neither. <laughs> Just a guy who turns up every week, who edits this claptrap into some kind of order. I don't cut anything out. I just top and tail it, upload it. I think we compliment each other rather well. I was talking to a friend about this the other day. I'm the serious one. Right. right? Who keeps things on, on track, right? Yeah. And you're like the funny one who just says weird shit in between. I was told... So I give the podcast a sense of structure and then and you derail gravitas. it. So if you're like a crazy train driver who mm. drives a train off the track, I'm the guy that brings it back on the track every now and then. Den- dentured it somewhere or other. <laughs> exactly. Video game. <laughs> so- Why can't I go left now? Just because you're on a track, Pete. You have to go straight, Pete. <laughs> You've got to go straight. You're Serious scaring Chris. me straight. Um, yeah, because I was once um, featured by the Guardian newspaper as one of the top seven, possibly five, um, sidekicks in, really? in, in, in British radio. When was that? About ten years ago. And what about now? Um, very much <laughs> not a sidekick. Uh, unless, your... in the, I mean, I guess I am here, but... One of the top seven sidekicks... Well, that could be the new intro, not one top of the London t- radio DJ. <laughs> one of the top seven, seven sidekicks, sidekicks in British radio of 2018, yeah, 2008. Because exactly. I, was, I was known as Cheeky Pete. That was my that was my name because I refused to go down to the music library to pick up um, Sir Mixalot's baby got back from the XFM library because Lauren Laverne needed it and I said I can't go down there because that's the only song I'll ever have got out of the library and that's a really bad look for me I work for XFM I don't really want to be and she went oh and she any cheeky and then I became a cheeky Pete for about five years why wouldn't you get Sir Mixalot because I, I had never got a song out of the XFM music library at the radio station, and I didn't want that to be my first song. I wanted something cool. Great first song. Stong. Great first song. Chris. Uh, Chris is going home, guys. Home. I'm, f- I'm gutted. I'm absolutely gutted. Yes. Just oh, a littlest hobo. <laughs> it's I, a lovely song, As I bought the flight back to Japan, this is the, the most appropriate song. Keeps on calling me. Down the road, boy. That's where I'll always be. It was a, a TV Pete, have you had too much Coca-Cola this evening? I'm glad <laughs> you fizzy, finished that fizzy with... Pop. I'm glad you finished that with Coca-Cola. Um, yeah, I've had too much Coke. 
too much coke. Um, no, I'm having a good time. It's Sunday night, and to be honest, I'm really looking forward to getting home and having a little a cheeky Chinese, as a posh man once said to me. Well, while you're having your Chinese, I'll be throwing all my stuff in a bag, a bag full of tea bags and dreams, and uh, I'll be catching a flight in the next 12 to 24 hours. I'm not sure what time the flight is. I should probably check, but I'll what? be going back to Japan, having enjoyed my three to four weeks back in the UK. It's I love the way how lovely. vague I am about everything. <laughs> 12 to 24 <laughs> hours, three to four weeks. <laughs> I, I Never move be like a water. Be like water, my friend, mm. to quote that guy. What guy? The boxer. <laughs> No, what? be like water. Is it Muhammad Ali? No, be like water. That's his Bruce famous Lee, one. Bruce Lee. Oh, he said be like water. Be like water. He said be like water. Be like water, isn't it? Well, he's from Hong Kong. There's a big I'm old, like water. It's a big old. Um, I'll be like wrestler. water on a British Airways plane going for twelve hours over the Siberian wasteland. <laughs> I only found out recently that um, only one carrier, one um, airplane company. What do they call them? Airlines. That's what. One airline per... Top seven. Per country. Co-host <laughs> presenters in the UK. I didn't say fact bringer, did I? Um, yeah, uh, there's only one um, airline per country that is allowed to fly over Siberia, Russian airspace. Um, England, I think, get two because Virgin uh, might be registered elsewhere, but Air France is one of them in, in France. Uh, KLM in uh, in Holland slash the Netherlands. I feel it's like, really interesting. Well, I feel like you're wrong because Japan has two airlines and the UK used to have two as well. Where? Japan has Japan Airlines. Right. And, and ANA. Right, ANA. And they're, they're the both allowed to fact fly. Ever. I, I reckon there's some loophole. Or I reckon they're just better friends with Russia. Either way... That seemed to, that I'm almost certain I watched a YouTube video about that because Russian airspace is so then. profitable uh, to the to the Russians because before like literally when the Soviet Union existed you couldn't fly over Siberia you couldn't mm. fly over Russian airspace so you had to take like three or four stops before you got to Tokyo Tokyo used to take like twenty hours yeah I remember, I remember I read the uh, autobiography of Alan Sugar mm. the famous British entrepreneur uh, who had an electronics business in the eighties he used mm. to get his uh, electronics from Japan they were made in Japan at the time and he used to go to, and in the book he talks. About his many his many journeys and trips to Japan mm. and back and it just sounds like an adventure and a half getting yeah. there and back you know but now it is just 11-12 hours it's still a long journey the views aren't good it's just of clouds clouds and Siberia cold which mountains which literally have, has nothing of any interest to look at I'd um, really like to go to Yakutsk uh, in Siberia there's some beautiful um, lakes that freeze and the water is so cl- crystal clear you can sort of just see everything that's underneath it it's beautiful stunning place I don't know if I'd like to go. But I know someone <laughs> from there uh, who lives yeah. in Japan. She's very nice. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm off though. I've enjoyed. I've enjoyed my time here. It's nice being in the studio with Pete. And yeah, but it's you know it's always time to go back. I feel the cooling. It's funny I, when I get back to the UK, mm. having been in Japan all of last year. I came back to the UK for the first week or two. I'm in a state of awe. I'm just mm. really excited. Like you know, when you just walk into a theme park. And you'd like, which roller coaster shall I go on first? What shall I do? That's how I feel when I arrive in the UK. So instead of roller coasters, it's shall I have fish and chips or KFC. cheese or KFC or whatever. <laughs> uh, KFC that's good because Japanese KFC sucks. Uh, British one's good. Mm. They don't have popcorn and chicken in Japan. KFC. Do they not? What have they replaced it with? Nothing. Nothing. Literally nothing. Wow. Rubbish. Anyway. Um, they, uh, you, um, I watch, I am a subscriber to your Patreon. I mean, God knows why, because, I mean, we are in a venture together, but I still pay you my couple of bucks a month. Uh, I mean, I recommend doing that, because you do do little videos and stuff that you wouldn't get to see otherwise. And I watched your recent one with all your Kit Kats. I do. There were so many different Kit Kats, um, each with indivi- the individual Kit Kat fingers with individual little boxes. It's fascinating. Subscribe to Chris's Patreon because his videos are mad. 
don't do that. But do get patron. Do get do get paid, do get Kit Kats from Japan. Do get Kit Kats. The uh, yeah, I, I bought you some box. Kit Kats from Japan. Yeah, but they were sake. But they were just like this this weird kind of selection box of mad Kit Kat flavors from blackberries to to sake to all that nonsense. It's very strange. Well, in Japan, Kit Kats seems a luxury item. Mm. Whereas they're made in the UK a hundred years ago, right? We've yeah. got like three flavors. In Japan, they've got like twenty five. Yeah, I don't know how this happened. I think it's because Kit, Kit Kat sounds like Kitokatsu, which means to surely win. So ah, when the Japanese marketing team at Nestle uh, found that out, they were like, wait a minute, this is mm. brilliant. Let's market that and use that. And that's why Kit Kats are so popular in Japan. It's weird. That the, and also gifting chocolates um, is actually quite um, important, isn't it? Omiyagi and all that business. Well, every, every bloody train station has every little Tokyo banana stalls and I love all it. kinds of business it's great no matter what prefecture you go to in Japan there's always a special Kit Kat flavour mm. I think the one for Mount Fuji I put it in a video with Charla once uh, in September it was, it was strawberry cheesecake Mount Fuji flavour because what other flavour would it possibly be <laughs> nothing says Mount Fuji like strawberry cheesecake yeah damn well, straight I recommend wasabi flavour that, that's, that's surprisingly work, workable. I had Skittles last night, which was from <laughs> America. Completely different product, I realised. Probably Nestle, though. Um, uh, who had a total reputation in the 80s for a um, powdered milk scandal. Um, so a lot of people still boycott them. Not me, though, because I forget who owns what. Um, uh, We're talking yeah. about Nestle or Skills. We're talking about Nestle. Well, let's talk about Skills. Um, <laughs> no, I was talking about Nestle then. Uh, but uh, <laughs> imagine Skittles flavoured powdered milk. It'd be disgusting. Um, yeah, they uh, Skittles, in America, they have like hot flavoured, like a hot, sweet. Oof. And I bought them and I was like, you know what, I'm into this. I'm banging to this. And I also bought a Butterfinger, which is my favourite US snack. A Butterfinger. Mm, it's like a Toffee Crisp, but more better. <laughs> Well, what better way to celebrate one year of the Abroad in Japan podcast than by eating a handful of Skittles and butter finger milk thing? Yeah, it's our and one Kit Kat. It's our one year anniversary, Chris, of getting to, getting in bed together, podcast wise. It's well, that's a horrible image. Yeah. I, it's interesting because I didn't even realise it was one year. Hmm. This is our last podcast together in the studio where we're both in the UK for a while, yeah. um, and I'm getting on a flight tomorrow, and it, it feels like I could have prepped for this better, knowing. <laughs> Like it was a one-year special. These we things like, we always like, happen like this. Could have got it? like abandoned to sing or perform <laughs> the Natsuki song, Natsuki's song, or like you know, we've had something the, special. We've had the littlest hobo sure <laughs> bit of music, so you know. Yeah. What do you What do you need? What do you need? Cut my uh, life into pieces. There you go. Bit of Papa Roach. Papa Roach. Papa Roach. Remember, yeah. everyone used to play that to pretend they were cool, <laughs> and there were some people that genuinely listened to it. Yeah. Not bad, um, is it? So yes. Um, what have you learned from doing the Abroad in Japan podcast, though, Pete? I've learned a little bit of vocabulary, but mainly I've um, learned, not actually the podcast bit, but me and you doing a bit of um, YouTubery uh, when I went to, to, to Japan last. I was quite fascinated by how YouTubers work. Watching you do a bit, watching Charlotte do a bit, it was just you never confusing. Seen anyone make a YouTube video? I'd seen people, you know, put things on YouTube, but I'd never seen the rigours of uh, being a YouTube person where you got to film yourself in the day and then you spend your nights editing and then the rest of the time worrying about you know videos not getting demonetized and stuff well, yeah. I mean what I've learned from doing a podcast in the last year is mm. that it's a lot easier than making video oh uh, I must admit the well, reward is greater Chris, so the reward is greater yours. for making <laughs> who edits this podcast <laughs> if there's ever a mess up on this podcast it's my fault because I edit it I just turn up and talk and then Pete edits it. It's a nice change. But uh, I, I'd say I enjoy the pod. I enjoy making podcasts more to some extent. It's right. easy and it's fun. Yeah, yeah. 
but the videos are more rewarding. Yeah, I think so. And also you get... you can sort of sit there, you can watch it. Read comments as well. Like, I was surprised how many people commented on YouTube videos. I've started doing voiceovers for the IGN um, video game channel, and there's a character in Kingdom Hearts... Three, I think that's one. Whichever one came out this week, um, and it's called Zenahot. <laughs> no, Zehanot is right. the name of the character, but I pronounced it. I pronounced it right all the way through the video. It's a ten-minute video, and then at one point I said Zenahot, and oh, the abuse! This guy's probably never played a Kingdom Hearts game. I haven't. Up yours, I don't care. Oh. I'm just doing the voiceover. Well, yeah. Pete's grievances. I had a bit of a altercation with some guy on Twitter. The other uh, just yesterday, actually, right, okay. you can go on my Twitter and look at my tweets and replies. Mm. Some guy called me a cancerous brand. Whoa! He said I used to like your videos, but now you're a cancerous brand. Why are you a cancerous? brand? And I just pulled him out. I was like, "Well, you're an idiot." I, I can't remember what I said to him. I sort of I, I had a little argument with him, and I got a bit annoyed. Why are you cancerous? And then he's brand? like, "Oh, you know, I don't know why you're getting angry at me, Chris. I've been watching you since you had zero subs, as well, if it was some sort of defense. Don't be bloody just rude. Just because you've been watching me from day one doesn't mean you've the." You know, it doesn't mean you can just be a dick and I, a cunt. I, I have noticed that... Um, and I just point out to him that I'm just a normal person who yeah. makes videos and does a podcast, you Well, know? I've kind of... I mean, I, I presume he's upset with because you haven't released a video for a couple of weeks. Is that why... Uh, no, it wasn't, it, it wasn't even that. No, it, was it wasn't just, even just that. You've just been a cancerous brand. I'm a brand. cancerous brand. <laughs> I might put that on the top of my YouTube Cancerous brand. The Abroad Japan channel banner. Wow. Wait. A cancerous brand. Um, I mean, Natsuki's cancerous brand is Marlboro. <laughs> yes, certainly is. Wow. Um, but yeah, no, I lost my patience. Usually, you know, I, I get what, criticism. Just back in it. Well, I, I like criticism. I, get, I take criticism daily All from right. hundreds of people I across take videos. Asthma medication. <laughs> well, that's the thing that powers me. Equally as fun. Mm. Um, but I, I, I like criticism. It's good, right? You learn about yourself. It's good to always be objective about what you're making and realize that it's either good or shit. Mm. Um, um, but this guy, you know, what create what what criticism was there there that was constructive? A cancerous brand. I, I don't know. I, I think sometimes people get fixated with a phrase they really want to use or they've yeah. used before. And also with YouTube and and, and, and to a lesser extent podcasts, you kind of don't know how old the people are who are saying these things. And and you might go all in, and then you realise oh, they're about fifteen, and you're like, oh dear, everyone's an idiot when they're fifteen. I mean, uh, with one, apologies to the 15 I was listening. That's true. I mean, I did take a fair bit of criticism. One of the reasons I've taken so much time off, after the journey across Japan trip, I was burnt out physically mm. and mentally from presenting and editing. Uh, but then twinned with criticism. I had various people that were annoyed that the videos weren't coming out frequently mm. enough, which is my fault. Definitely overpromised too much. And should have got someone to help me edit them. But I'm a control freak, like a lot of YouTubers. Mm. Uh, but yeah, no, the mental burnout, the physical burnout, combined with the criticism, it was just like, ah, oh, fuck this. I, I remember I nearly just went and deleted the channel and threw the hard drives all the journey across Japan in the bin and thought, fuck it, I'm going to go and move to Iceland and do something else. You're obsessed else. with Iceland. Because it's good and I want to go. It looks really... All the YouTubers have been paid to make videos about Iceland. I don't understand. I want to like, go and have a look at it now. All I, the product I placement went, on YouTube. I've been there twice and it's... Because obviously it's closer to here than it is uh, Japan, but I've been there twice and the first time I went uh, was, was nice. Second time, you can... How much that place has changed because before the big um, stock market crash before um, their economy went down to the toilet and it was all the people talked about they didn't have any tourism they didn't need to have any tourism and now tourism yeah, everywhere it's gone from like 200,000 to 2 million or something oh it's insane it's absolutely but insane and the infrastructure Iceland's... isn't there hey I'm Ryan Reynolds at Mint Mobile we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does they charge you a lot 
we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Iceland is the solution to my problems of that uncertain. But I decided not to go to Iceland, but to carry on editing because there are some amazing videos. Mm. Um, but yeah, it, it's a tough thing being a YouTuber sometimes. It's annoying. I remember there was um, an article I read in Business Insider last yesterday. Yes. Last yesterday. Last yesterday. And Casey Neistat himself, mm. one of the kings of YouTube made a video about sunglasses. it with his sunglasses on talking about YouTubers being burnt out it's a weird thing because it's hard to sympathise or empathise with the YouTube because they do something they enjoy right they travel the world sometimes just making videos often a lot of YouTubers don't even need to make much much mm. effort it's just a vlog you know just filming well, that, themselves walking well, around exactly that's something. the thing though isn't it but like, they so get you're... paid a lot more than most people and mm. they have that freedom and then they all get burnt out and complain that their life's rubbish because they feel the need to have to you know put out videos every second exactly day, which is and I, I, difficult I feel that too as well but I feel a sense of guilt in feeling that it's a weird situation to be mm. in everyone's like where's the next video where's the next video I want it now as if they're entitled most- to it and you think oh yeah I should be making the video but I'm also burnt out and I literally need to just not do anything but the most important weeks. but the most um, weird thing is that like you know you could just film yourself doing walking down the shops and going around um, a 7-Eleven going hey look at this look at this candy you can't get in here look at this Coolish that's Pete Donaldson's well, favourite brand again that's a Pete in Japan the channel that's a Pete in Japan. you've yet to I just, make I just eat Coolish all day but um, 
Visit to the Coolish Factory, imagine that. That'd be lovely. I'd love that. Pete, get out of that vat. Where did all the Coolish go? <laughs> you oh, in a I'm pile sorry. of ice cream around your I'm face. I'm sorry, uh, boss man. I, d- all of the Coolish is gone. We have to shut up the company. Because um, <laughs> man ate it. Uh, yeah, it's just like, you could easily do that, or you could do some good stuff. Um, so, not be yours, everyone. <laughs> I'll, I'll be your heavy. I felt that was going somewhere brilliant. Like it was going really poignant. And yeah. like, oh, just, what do you want? Quantity or quality? I want quality. Suck it. <laughs> but, Suck uh, it, internet. You know, I, I'm glad people are keen to watch the next episodes of Journey Across Japan and beyond. The next episode. I've been drawing up the plans for what's going on afterwards. I reckon this year's going to be big. It's going to be some big, videos baby. up my sleeve and some situations that have arisen that could lead to a very good year. Wow. Which I can't talk about. It's a secret. It sounds exciting. And I'm in talks like... with various people about stuff. Oh. But people keep pushing Ooh. me to do Natsuki the movie too, or na- make some sort of thing with Natsuki in it mm. again. I'd like to. I'd like to get him to stop smoking. I mean, I mean that I... would just be a really irritable Natsuki. Just get it angry. Wouldn't it? Yeah. I've been, I've been talking about it with various people, but I think the time is ripe in a f- three months or four months to right, make okay, something to with Natsuki him. to get Natsuki stop smoking and send him around the world undertaking lots of weird crazy challenges mm. and undertaking lots of regimes uh, regiments to try and get off smoking and quit right, tobacco okay. so he so basically undertaking he's have, loads of <laughs> he goes from 40 a day to having massive amounts of jet lag for about a month and you film it and put it in a video I, I a saw, man slowly going mad I once saw Natsuki on a plane for 12 hours without a cigarette and he was like shaking as if he'd been locked in a fridge he was like oh, he the chair was like he did like, he not have like Nicorette chewing gum or something I think he had some patches he stuck to his like face <laughs> but it didn't work as well as a good old fashioned Marlboro Red 12 milligrams of tar cigarette isn't that weird but I think if we can pull off the fine line between entertainment and education it could work hmm. but I don't want just a silly documentary like that's the movie again it needs to be a bit more profound <laughs> I, thought, I thought Natsuki the movie was quite profound that's because you were in it I was briefly in it in it no you were at the start I was not a feature you were the you, were the, you defined the defined film defined it you were in the first like five minutes because I'm the finest <laughs> yes we have a question what question how, how dare they got some questions it's, like, it's like those um, incels like those right wingers who their, their new thing is debate me they say to women who, who are like politically active they go debate me like fuck you I own nothing <laughs> I don't owe you a response to this email, whoever you are. But well, thank Pete, you for your email. Pete might not like, <laughs> Pete might not, not like the fax machine, but I love it. <laughs> I love it too. Hi, Chris and Pete. Just joking around. I love tuning into the Abroad in Japan podcast to help unwind after an evening of study. Oh. I'm an intermediate Japanese student at my uni, and have, I have a big speech coming up that I have to write. My question, do you have any suggestions for what I could talk about? It could be about anything. I'd love to hear your thoughts for making great content on Japan. All the best from my prairie hometown of Winnipeg in Canada. Nice. JC. Right, so you've got to do a speech, uh, presumably in Japanese. Mm. Yes. Um, what could it be about? Um, Canada's... Minister who got fired today <laughs> by Justin Trudeau about the um, Huawei or Huawei. I forget what how you pronounce the Huawei phones. Huawei. Um, is it Huawei? Huawei. Is it Huawei? I thought it was yeah. Huawei. No. Oh, there's a Huawei. Don't there? do the Huawei. It's Huawei. 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 It just sounds like Huawei, man. Like a Geordie might say. Man, <laughs> Jamaican there. Um, yeah, why don't you talk about um, the political situation, political relations between China and Canada? Don't know, really. I write speeches with the aim of winning. <laughs> oh, sorry. 
Hey. Winning in Winnipeg. I remember I've done two speeches in Japanese. The first one I talked about fried chicken. Muffed it up, didn't you? And I, how much Forgot I love it. fried chicken. I muffed it up. But to be honest, even if I hadn't, I don't think I would have won. Right. Because there was like speeches about really profound speeches from the rest of the contestants like mm. why I don't fit in or oh. my identity crisis or is my child Japanese like really profound powerful topics I mean you should know <laughs> I think it was a philosophical debate about oh, right. bloodline and all that is my child Japanese and then there was me like oh fried chicken ah ha ha absolute dickhead <laughs> um, so I came back again I did it again this time I talked about how living in the Japanese countryside had changed me for the better wow and they loved it. The judges loved it, and I won. Round of applause, Chris Broad. Well, I won it. Getting cashier from a speech he did five years ago. And the reason <laughs> that I keep bringing out every keep day. Keep bringing out every day. Right, everything's going wrong. Yeah. I won a speech contest once. And I once did a kickflip on a skateboard. <laughs> Everyone applaud me. <laughs> I, yeah, so I think just try and write something that, uh, you know, the judges will like. Yeah, something that means something about you. Why? Why? Why are you? Why are you interested in in Japan for for yeah. stars? Oh yeah, there you go, Jake. Why do you like Japan? Coolish. Why are you interested in Japan? It's the crema. What's the uh, the five the five reasons you like Japan? Something like that. Yeah. Clickbait speech. <laughs> yes. Five reasons I like Japan. Beautiful. I like that a lot. Have you got um, any questions or stories? I've not got a question, but I am fascinated by this disgusting candy that somebody has made. Right. Basically, uh, there's a 112-year-old Japanese tea, uh, tea company, um, Marashichi, Marashichi Secha. <laughs> Secha means t- is, t- is a kind of tea. Oh, right, okay, yeah. so... Uh, basically, they've made what it claims is the strongest matcha green tea chocolate that's, that's physically impossible. You know the Japanese, they'll put matcha in everything. It's quite a strong mm. tea flavour sort of thing. Well, it works well with Kit Kat. It, works, it does work it, with Kit Kat. It's got a kind of bitter taste. So if you look well at that, I mean, they've basically made their own kind of bespoke Kit Kat. They've seen Kit Kats right. being quite popular and they've made this disgusting. So these, um, these these are sticks of green tea? Sticks, no, sticks of chocolate, oh, right. but with green tea matcha flavouring. Um, it's in, in Shizuoka Prefecture, uh, one of Japan's top uh, tea growing regions, of course. Right. And uh, in this um, sweet shop, they've made this special selection of, uh, of chocolates, an assorted green tea chocolate, uh, matcha seven, and there's seven different kinds. And as you can see, they sort of go up from being very little matcha involved to very matchery. So they're different colours, right? Different colours. As, as, green, as it gets stronger. Light green and dark green. Yeah, so there's 16 bars of chocolate. Um, so the, the, the ones on the far right are made with roasted tea, but the other others are um, the other 14 are matcha chocolates. And they start off mild with a 1.2% matcha dose, which is like, <laughs> you can almost taste the matcha, but you're like, this is a nice accompaniment to my chocolate. Very nice. And then the concentration ramps up through 8.2, 13.3% matcha. Which seems like a lot, because it's a strong flavour, very bitter. 29.1% As Isn't just like eating a green tea leaf? Yeah, it looks, disgu- it looks like you're eating crayons. Disgusting. It's horrible. It's disgusting. Disgusting. And apparently, 29.1% of his green tea... <laughs> Look at the state of that man who's eating it. He looks absolutely... Disgusted Peter's by it all. showing me the face of a man eating one of these sticks, and his face looks like it's imploded. His hair's gone grey. That's how, his hair's That's turned right. into matcha. That's how uh, way that is. I green but, tea was supposed to be healthy. But twenty nine point one, apparently, any higher than twenty nine point one percent matcha in a chocolate, apparently, just destroys the whole protein kind of mix, and the chocolate just falls to pieces. Really? The, the whole thing just um, you can't get it any stronger than that. So it's the strongest matcha chocolate uh, content possible. Twenty nine percent. Twenty nine point one percent. 
99. That's the. Imagine if they were at 29.2 oh. and the chocolate just starts melting. God, I would, who would have dared too, dream of such a thing? Too much matcha. Well, I feel like Doc Brown, sort of 21.21 gigabot, gigabots or whatever. Gigabot. Gigabot. <laughs> The Gigabots, uh, they are a Japanese uh, robot that uh, you can only find in Mandarake. Um, <laughs> Disgusting Gigabot. Disgusting. There you um, go. There's wow. one thing I need to know this week, and that was the perfect amount of matcha that's required for chocolate. 29.1. Isn't that incredible? Any higher than that, and the whole thing collapses on its own. I love these crazy new stories from Japan. They're great. And there's going to be a lot more. But for yes. now... I have got to go and pack a bag and get on a plane and fly for 12 hours and then be jet-lagged and then get on a train from Narita into Tokyo and then get in a hotel somewhere, probably in Shibuya, and then crash on a bed and then cry because I didn't sleep on the plane for 12 hours because I was editing a damn video. Get yourself to Bar Rockaholic. It's my favourite bar in Shibuya. Bar Rockaholic? Bar Rockaholic. Will that help me get over my jet lag? It can't hurt. (laughs) (laughs) The loud sound of Japanese rock music. exactly. Uh, I'm going to miss you, Pete. Yeah, it's been good. It's been fun doing the the ones face-to-face, even though you disappeared up to uh, Scotland for a bit. Yeah, uh, but we will meet again. We will meet again. But for now, guys, no matter where you are, out there in the big wide world, we'll see you next week where I'll be in Japan and Pete won't be. Yeah. Happy anniversary, Chris. I'm the winner. You are the winner. (laughs) 29.1% of a winner. (laughs) 29.1%. Bye. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 